Welcome to Virtual Theater, the podcast all about video game movies and the stories that shaped them. My name is Andy Spateri, joined by Gooey Fame. Goo, how are you doing today? What's up? Uh, I'm doing good. Yeah, good. How are you? Not too bad. Uh, right nice on. day, TGIF. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm back. It's there. the weekend. It's the weekend. It's phone it in Friday, but uh, we're not going to phone it in on this episode, by God. We have a lot to dive into today, don't we? Hell yeah. <laughs> so we are talking about The Witcher. Uh, season one, as you might remember, we did a uh, an episode about episode one of season one of The Witcher. So we're going to be skipping over that. But we figured that today um, we would just kind of give our thoughts about... The season in general, what we liked, what we didn't like, uh, some thoughts on the characters. Gooey and I are going to try and see if we can remember who the hell is who and what exactly happened. So it's going to be a little bit faster, a little bit looser, but it's going to be <laughs> it's going to be a lot of fun, I think. But before we get there, Goo, I feel like maybe um, maybe we should lay out the next couple of them because I feel like the two of them kind of go hand in hand. Yeah. Oh, the so top. Let's let's, uh, let's do it at the top. Oh, m- most definitely. All right. Well, yeah. we uh, we should start off with the new. Uh, I get what would you go set images like photos, pictures. Yeah, it's, I guess it's some. Um, I assume it's uh, stills from the movie. Maybe St- stills. Yeah, I'm guessing they're yeah shots from that, the Mortal Kombat movie. Stills is the word I was looking for. Uh, <laughs> thank you. Screenshots. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So, I mean, we got our first look at uh, all the dudes in Mortal Kombat, the new Mortal Kombat movie. And uh, I don't know. It looks like kind of kind of neat. It looks it's very a- fighter E, you know, fighter E isn't a word. But like in almost every oh. in every like uh, picture, like there's people that are like fighting or they're about to fight or like they look like they're going to yeah. fuck somebody up. Like the yeah. one the one picture yeah. with the metal arm dude like that looks badass. Mm. Yeah, it's it's definitely it's hard to judge by the glimpses obviously what a movie is going to be, but there's some there's some interesting stuff there, some some cool looking settings and and stuff like that. It's definitely trying to go for like gritty realism type stuff, but uh I don't know. It it there's nothing that jumps out to me as like Oh boy, you know, like is like this is gonna be a train wreck. So it, you know, I guess uh, we'll see when there's like a trailer. You know, yeah, yeah, we'll Maybe see some of that stuff more in action. I had the same thought where I was like, dude, this looks like like the Dark Knight of video game movies. Everything looks like very solemn, very serious, uh, mm-hmm. which is yeah. which is fine. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I think that's cool. I mean, it, it looks like. It, it could it could fit in as a like you know like a martial arts movie what they're going for so um that's that's all i can hope for really is that it's gonna have some cool uh cool fights <laughs> yeah hey here's hoping um the one the one character that stuck out to me is sub-zero because looking at this dude it looks like you um well not looks like you do see him like before he's sub zero, it looks like he's just a regular guy. And like, I, I don't know shit about Mortal Kombat lore. So like, I don't know if that's ever been done or explored or like if people know who sub zero was before he was. Sub-Zero. I think so. 
Yeah, that, did you read any of the stuff that came along with it? Uh, like only, only very, very yeah. briefly. Just like who, which star was in which shot. It looked like they were saying something about like with like Scorpion and someone like it was gonna be like start off like like with backstory in the past about them before they're like you know whatever they become and then mm-hmm. but then like it's more of a contemporary setting and some of some of the shots have this new character that they have in the film who's like an MMA kind of fighter guy mm-hmm. um and i think it's i think he's going to be the main character which i i normally think is kind of lame where it's like they you would like introduce a character to like be this new character to interact with the world but like his story sounds kind of interesting and it sounds like he's also got some chops when it comes to fighting and stuff like that so as long as you know he's doing cool stuff i'm okay with that i think like i'm okay with that too because originally i was kind of like on your side where i was like eh like if i'm watching mortal Kombat, i just kind of want to see like scorpion and and sub-zero and like those guys but I don't know. There is something to be said for like creating a new character that has like no baggage that comes with it, you know? Kind of like they did yeah. with Alice in Resident Evil. Definitely, yeah. I don't know. I, I'm cool. I'm less captivated by in, in the articles that come along with it. You have the director who I think this is kind of his first time major motion picture, like a lot of quotes from him talking about like the grittiness and the blood and I'm and like, "Oh, it's definitely not going to be a PG-13 rating." And I'm like, Whatever, man. I don't care. I don't care. I mean, that could that that's how it should be. But like, I don't need you to tell me about it over and over. It would be like we talked about it a little bit when we talked about the Wolverine or mm-hmm. Logan in our last episode. Like there's a lot of true aspects of to why why that's good that it's R-rated and it's violent and stuff. But I didn't need the director like being like yeah and we're gonna we're gonna show logan like you never fucking seen him before <laughs> i'm like all right calm down just make a good movie don't care yeah i don't know i like violence violence is cool and it's really cool if you use it well but like <laughs> violence I mean, is sick <laughs> I, like for this i i don't know i just kind of want to see like some cool fights because i thought that the fights in in the the Mortal Kombat movie that you and I watched was kind of the drizzling shits. Um, and I think that... They could have used more fatalities, though. Oh, yeah, for sure. I was going to say, did we differ on that one? Because I know for sure I thumbs-downed it, but I feel like you thumbs up it. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I've i come around. I think I said the, I didn't like the movie, but the fights were all cool. Right. And now I'm kind of like... Now I'm kind of like, nah, yeah, it's fine. Like, you just watch the movie. It's fun. Because... Well, it's funny to see like the robot Goro get punched in the dick and stuff like that. Uh, the- and the <laughs> sorry. Ugh. What what was that? What was that guy's name again? Raiden. Yeah, I've tried to block it from my memory. God. But <laughs> um, I guess that leads us into our next subject, which is uh, we've decided to forego the poll. And just go go straight to the goodies here. Not next episode, but the episode after that. We are back to cover Mortal Kombat Annihilation. And I think that this, this is either mm. the, the lowest rated video game movie ever, or it's right beside Alone in the Dark. 
Yeah, it's um I feel like it's it's different because there's no expectations of the Uwe Boll adaptations to be good, you know? Mm-hmm. Whereas like it's not like people thought more like everyone thought Mortal Kombat was amazing, but a lot of people like that first movie. And um and so I think, you know, the the drop in quality allegedly is uh mo- so much more severe. <laughs> and um it's just one of those yeah, iconic infamous bad movies. I don't know. I'm I'm excited to see that because you know, our boy Uwe on on one hand, why you know, we had heard that all of his movies were garbage and we watched House of the Dead and I had such a good time with that movie and it was it was so yes. wicked. But then you you had heard how awful oh Alone God. in the Dark was and like we watch it and I was like, okay, this is gonna be sweet and like kind of the same thing as House of the Dead, but holy fuck, that movie was, it was so, so bad. dull and oh, so stupid, yeah. That it was just horrid. And um I haven't I haven't given up hope for our boy yet. I, I think we need to go back to him soon, but I was gonna say we did that other I, movie from Uve too, uh uh Far Cry. Far Cry. That was also like that, kind of the shits. But it wasn't as much the we, shits as Alone we in the fucked Dark. Up. <laughs> we need to watch like Blood Rain and Postal, you know? Blood Rain is gonna be we sick. To, I can feel it in my bones. I can guarantee it. Oh if it's not when sick, I uh, when I see a movie podcast. <laughs> when I see a movie that's free on Tubi, I'm just like, this is gonna be good. I know it. Hell yeah. So, that's rat rat race vibes. Oh, shout out to Rat Race. <laughs> shout out to uh, to Smash Mouth Smackdown, too. If you don't know what we're talking about, oh. join our Discord. Which, by the way, we've been having a lot of Smash Bros. nights, some uh, some Quiplash nights, uh, lot, lots of stuff that yeah. we're doing. So if you're, you know, if you're listening to this and you're not part of the community, uh, you should check us out over on Discord and Patreon, too. Patreon.com forward slash virtual theater. All the cheap plugs in right away. Right on. <laughs> um, all right. Well, let's. Let's talk about what we're doing next episode because a a time-honored virtual theater tradition is making its triumphant return and we are doing the second ever VTAs the Virtual Theater Awards. And this is going to be a fun yeah, show. Baby. We did an episode last year where uh we took all the movies that we watched in the first year of virtual theater, we sliced and diced them up into categories like best movie uh, best soundtrack, uh, best, I can't, I can't even, it was, it was really fun stuff and we're going to do the same <laughs> thing and uh, it's going to be great. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. And it's, it also somewhat aligns with our two year anniversary. So yes, um, um, it's another celebration of that. And it would have normally aligned with the Oscars too, or like somewhere oh, sure, around yeah. there, but I don't know that those are going to be a thing this year. Which, honestly, I'm okay with. Yeah. I mean, well, I, I guess they'll probably still do them, just like online. They'll probably do something, but it'll, yeah. be, it'll, be, so, it'll be so different, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I can't even think of, like, any movies that came out this year that, you know, have Oscar buzz, which is kind of fucked up. Aren't the Golden Globes, like, supposed to be happening, like, right around now? Did they already happen? Uh, I think they happened? I, th- I don't know, actually. I don't know. I, I feel, like, so fucked up on... On every Seriously, bit of timing, like, <laughs> oh man, um, but yeah. So the VTAs, and again, I would encourage everybody to go and listen to last year's VTAs, where uh, 
you know, the competition was absolutely fierce last year. We had heavy hitters like Street Fighter and Super Mario Bros. Uh, Mortal Kombat, the first one was in there. Um, Boom, which is a low-key favorite of mine, was was in the mix. So lots of really great stuff. <laughs> I you yeah, know what? Yeah, it'll be it'll be great. I can't remember. Was Sonic last year or was that this year? I think that was last year. I think it just squeaked in. Sonic, right? we got. Yeah, I think that was like. Yeah, that was in there. Because I think Jim Carrey got mm-hmm. a nod for like best villain or whatever. So yeah, that's uh, that's coming up. Go listen to the first one. It was really fun, and uh, I I don't even know what the what what's going to be my vote for movie <laughs> of the year. We've also, I mean, we've got some some TV shows. To, you know, we did things like uh, Castlevania. Um, the Witcher. Uh, we even had some fun with like John Wick and Death Stranding. So there, this is going to be a, a lot of good stuff in there. Yeah, it was a year of variety for us, for sure. The fairer sex, they often call it. But her love's as unfair as a crook. It steals all my reason, commits every treason of logic with naught but a law. Well, let's uh, let's get straight to business here and go right to right to what we're all here for today, uh, season one of The Witcher. And uh, neither neither Gooey or I really watched the show in preparation for this episode, so we we brought a good outfit. <laughs> you know, so the reason this came about was because at first we did the episode and I was like, yeah, I'll probably keep watching it. And then I fell off cause I was like, not feeling it really. And then I was like, you know what? I'm going to watch it. But I was, I was like, maybe I'll give myself something to do. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll like review each episode or something. And then I just, then I ended up watching it real quick. And I was like, you know what? We should talk about it. But then it came at this time where we had all these episodes lined up to go that were like either time sensitive or whatever. You know, it was like, oh, we've got our uh, our yearly Star Wars movie, all this stuff. And we were just having a hard time squeezing it in, you know. Yeah. And then it just kept getting delayed and delayed. <laughs> and so now it's been a gap where it's like I'm not fresh off of watching it. And you watched it right away, so. Oh, I haven't watched it since it came out. Like, I did, I watched the first episode for Virtual Theater, and then I watched it with Sam, and she was, like, drooling over Henry Cavill, so we kept watching sure. it. Which, I mean, like, fair enough. You know, I mean, the dude is. But know. it's fine. Yeah. My, my opinions of it overall are more of the, the big picture of the season, and, you know. Right. Even if we were getting into it, I feel like I would, I th- feel like I would have struggled to even like talk about individual things just because my main thoughts on it do rest on like the season overall. Yeah. Yeah. And, and we'll touch on some of like the very, very important plot points that kind of inform the story and direction of the whole season. But like, we're not going to get into the nitty gritty. There's lots of, you know. There's lots of shows out there that will probably do that if that's your thing. But, um, I mean, really, like, it's not, it's not like that long. It's eight episodes, and we did the first episode in depth. So, um, I don't know. If, if you haven't seen it in a while, uh, go catch up on it. I, I came away, you know, pretty satisfied for what I was expecting it to be. So, yeah, I'm looking, mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to, um, 
talking about it. And, you know, one of the things that helps us out kind of being, you know, not not exactly fresh uh, on The Witcher uh, is that, like, literally every every episode is kind of like its own thing. Like, it's a very Monster of the Week kind of show, typically. Yes. There's a few moments that, you know, are important to the overall plot, but typically like even even episode one is like very much kind of just its own thing and and i appreciate the show for that because like while there are overarching points there's like you can just watch it and it's a self-contained story you know that was when we did the first episode that was like what i was hoping for it and i was nervous it was gonna not be that and that's actually when i was one of the reasons why I'm like, okay, I can't individually review each episode be, because, like, my main thought and my main criticism... I kept coming to the criticism because I enjoyed the show enough, but my big criticism was that I feel like the overarching plot didn't need to be spread across the season, if that makes sense. Like, in each episode, I felt like there was a great like 45 minute episode and then it would there's some in particular where it would end and then there would be 15 more minutes of the overarching plot and i was like we could have just told this in like a couple episodes (laughs) like at the end of the season as like the season finale if that makes sense you know yeah yeah, i I think i get you i think i get you I still enjoyed the show, but that was the main thing I didn't like about it. I, I'm just not a m- much of a fan of show many shows like that in general. Like, I think there were a lot of big shows that did that really well that everyone loved. And then now it's like now every show is like, it's just got to be this long movie, you know? And that's the main thing I loved about The Witcher was there was within every episode, like a fun, satisfying story. Yeah. And you know what? I like... I actually, for the most part, I would say I prefer, I guess, like the one long movie method of storytelling if if it's done correctly, right? Like I, I like kind of having like a mystery or something like that drawn out over one season and you keep on peeling back the layers. But they're like, I also do appreciate this where it's just like, it's simple, it's easy. It's like, like, for example, I just finished watching Altered Carbon, right? And like, if you're not paying uh-huh. attention to one episode there, you're fucked. Like you, you're, you're lost. You're, you can't catch up. Whereas this one, you could totally skip episode three and like, you're okay. And you might want to, you know, you Mm -hmm. could probably read like a little recap of what happened if you really needed to, but you're going to be fine for the most part watching. So I, I kind of like that. It's like lighter viewing like that. You know what I mean? Cause it's easy just to, like, it's easy to drop in, have a good time. You don't have to be like super, super invested because I did like the Witcher, but I feel like shows Shows that I really, really love, like, I'll be really invested in like that, like, like, Alter Carbon or, like, Breaking Bad is another show that did that, where, like, I want to... Yeah, you know, I love Breaking Bad, yeah. Yeah, and it's like, you want to be up to date and you want to be engrossed, but, like, yeah, for something like this, I'm just like, I'm I'm down just to sit down and kind of eat some Cheetos and watch Geralt, you know, destroy a monster. You're right. Yeah. And I actually liked the overall story. I just, I didn't think that form of telling it was like made for the most entertaining show and not because I'm sure some people would say because they didn't like it because like oh it's confusing because the timeline or anything like that that's not I didn't find it confusing or anything but I, I also don't think it made the show better I don't think it elevated it I think 
I think there are some things that happened out of sequence that worked really well, but that overall the Siri storyline that was in the future that it kept leading up to, like I don't I don't think they needed those scenes mixed in. Like Yeah. There's there's plenty actually it has the mystery you're talking about because you have Renfrey re- referencing it in the first episode and then you have a couple you meet her mom and you have the episode with the hedgehog guy and they set up that you know like I think there's actually enough there that they that they keep going back to it that if you just like re-edited the show <laughs> like it would still be uh, and then this this series storyline was like a three episode arc at the end like that would have been more satisfying to me but that's that's just my I'm very like old man yells at cloud when it comes to TV <laughs> shows cuz I I prefer like a show like Star Trek where it's like you just sit down and yeah. they tell you a, a story in 45 minutes like there's I I I mentioned all right but there's literally an episode where like Geralt's doing his thing and the story ends and it's like wow the episode's over and then I was like oh there's 15 more minutes in this episode and it's it's like this, you know, other story. And I'm like, that's fine. It's good and all. But yeah, I, f- I felt ready to be done with it at the 45 minute mark. Usually you answered my question, but I was going to ask you um, if in particular it was the Siri parts that felt to you like they were kind of unnecessary because I, I can and see And it's that. not that they weren't unnecessary. I just think they they I just don't think they needed to be there at that point. Yeah, like, I think. Yeah. Maybe maybe unnecessary isn't, I don't know a better word, but like, I I can see what you're saying where like you could have condensed that into, like, I mean, I I understand why they did that, right? And it's just because like she's going to be a principal character and like you want to showcase her and and get people familiar with her right away. Yeah, I I think I get that, yeah. So like, I I understand why they did it, but I, I don't really disagree with you either because there was like a lot of scenes where it's like, okay, she's just like running in the woods and like... I think, like, generally speaking, her storyline was definitely the weakest. Because it, it just felt like she was doing mm-hmm. nothing other than, like, running in the woods for a, for a long I can, time. I kind of like the general gist of the story. Like, um, but if you, I think if you did, like, watch them out of sequence, you would see that it's probably that mixed with then her interactions with Geralt in the end is probably only, like, an episode and a half or like two episodes of a story, you know? Mm -hmm. And, and so it, I think it felt longer because it was split up like that. Whereas like, if it was told like as its own standalone story, yeah, that's like just maybe a, like, it's like a big, like multi-part episode at the end, like as like a big finale, I think it would actually made it feel even more grand if they were just like hinting at it, you know, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to present, I'm going to, I don't disagree, but I'm going to present you another scenario too, of like why I did kind of think that this was cool as well. Have you ever seen game of Thrones? Like watch it all the way through. I no, I haven't. All right. So for anyone out there that's watched game of Thrones, like there is, there's always all of these separate storylines going on. You have like Jon Snow's storyline and it's basically separate from everyone else. You have the Lannister storyline, which is separate from everything else. And you have Daenerys' storyline, which is separate from everything else. And it basically stays like that for, like, the first five seasons. Um, And then in, like, season six, when, like, Daenerys 
finally meets Jon Snow or whatever. Like, it's actually, like, really cool because it's like, oh, man, these characters that I've been watching for so long are, like, finally interacting. Like, what's going to happen? And I think that's maybe what they were kind of going for here, too, where where it's like... Yeah. And and I think that they're going to be going for that in season two where it's like, okay, well, like, now we've got the, the two, but where's, you know, where's the third? How do we complete this? And, like, we'll finally get the gang together here. So, like... I actually like I I did really like the end of the season when, you know, they finally meet and her first words are literally like, who's Yennefer? I thought that was really cool. But I I don't I actually I don't disagree with what you're saying, really, where like it did kind of feel. um, I don't know, not stretched out, but like. I don't don't know the right word for it, but I, I, I think I agree with what you're saying. Yeah, I, I I do think they were probably going for a Game of Thrones thing, but that was something we talked about yeah. in the first episode where it felt like like when they were trying to be like Game of Thrones, like that's when it wasn't good, I felt like. Oh, totally. I don't I I what I liked about the show was the monster of the week element and I liked that it it did kind of make me think of like you're not, it made me think of like her, the Hercules show, like kind of schlocky '90s sci-fi fantasy TV, or like Xena, you know. And so that's I I wanted it not to go all the way with that, but just to just be like kind of like proud of being that, and not like try to be like a prestige TV show like Game of Thrones or Breaking Bad or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I I definitely think that's what they're going for, but yeah, yeah, I remember. In the first episode, my, one of my biggest grapes was that, like, when, um, when like, they're in the hall and they're having that party or whatever, I, I just thought it looked like poop compared to to Game of Thrones. Like, it just didn't look as, as nice or whatever, which which is fine, but maybe just don't do that then if you're going to, if you're not going to be better than or different then, like, don't be less than, and I feel like it was. And I think that for the most part, they they kind of actually avoided the rest of my Game of Thrones comparisons, except for like maybe a scene here or there. But um, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. I, I don't. Series storyline was kind of the odd one out to me, where it's like I, I was really interested in everything Geralt was doing, and I was really interested in everything that Yennefer was doing, and like those two storylines, like it almost doesn't really matter when they're taking place. And I thought it was cool that they like kind of you know, linked up here and there or whatever. And, and Siri yeah. was just kind of the odd person out, I feel like. Those, and I felt like, too, in their episodes, like, their storylines, if they were... They were usually together, actually, after they, like, set her up, I feel like, and they meet. But, like, in those early episodes when they kind of had separate storylines... Mm-hmm. Well, actually, it went back and forth. But in the ones where they did have separate storylines, I felt like it was, like watching um it was like some of some episodes of like star trek that i really like where they have an a plot and a b plot but they're like thematically tied together you know what i mean like there's the one where she is like doing she's learning all the magic and he's like and she has to like get a what is it they they like make it so she can't have a kid or whatever like well they let's, do the let's just let's her. just set the table here so in the first mm-hmm. episode yennefer is actually missing so we didn't talk about her at all but i think that she's like maybe the most interesting character in the witcher season one um mm-hmm. very very i was i was always interested in what she was doing um and so she is like a hunchback uh, uh you know 
you would call her an unattractive woman, I guess. And like her dad sells her for like five bucks to this mage. And, uh, she, she's brought to like this, this Hogwarts school of magic kind of deal. And like, she, uh, she's like showing promise to be a good magician, but, um, basically she's gonna, she's about to get like the shit assignment because of her looks. I think it, it is implied where like, she's going to go to like the shittiest kingdom in the realm. And like, she, she makes a deal with, I don't know who, like the devil or something, but like she, she becomes beautiful um, but at the expense of being able to like an interesting story, but I was more so just like interested in her, I don't know, trading away like part of her humanity for beauty. Like it seemed kind of vain, but she also like is able to then talk her way into like a better position because of like her beauty and stuff. Like, I, I just thought that she was very interesting. Everything that she did. Well, so what I, yeah, what I was ta- like getting at was in that one episode, like they kind of, they show like her magic training. It's not like this whimsical Harry Potter type thing. It's it's it, it's a bit more. Even from before that, when she's with her family, they show kind of how this cruel, mm-hmm. how cruel this world is, and it's it's kind of trying to show you how, you know, the cru- the cruelty to women or whatever that occurs, and and they they kind of show what it does to her. Uh, you know, how it transforms her or whatever. And that was, um, uh, mirrored with like Geralt's, uh, episode where he had to fight this monster that it was, I forgot the actual setup for it. What was it called? Like, was that the Striga or something like that? Uh. (laughs) Do you remember? (laughs) Um, is that, is that what it's called? Striga Witcher. It's but it's basically it was that, like that was um, like the elf race, right? Or like the the uh, race of nice this, kind of creatures or whatever. And all they were trying to do was survive. No, it was like the daughter. It was oh, the daughter oh, yeah, of yeah, like yeah. the king. Yeah, the, of of full test. Yeah, who was like cursed, and uh, and it was like kind of a good mirror because it was kind of showing like in both stories it was showing like the cruelty to 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 the women and how it transformed them, how like, whoops, how their society like transformed them into, uh, like the monsters <laughs> that they kind of view them as, you know? And so that's why I felt like there, the, there's two stories in that told a, in like an episode like that told like a compelling complete story was because they thematically linked up really well. Yeah. And the pacing yeah. was just I, really uh... good. <laughs> yeah, I I don't know what it was. It was just uh again, like I felt like I felt like the the magic school that Yennefer was at was very interesting. Like and, and anytime that Geralt was on screen, like everything that he was doing was always interesting, I thought. So it, it was just like it was just kind of series plot that was a little bit slow. And I again, I understand why she was in all those episodes, but like I feel like the subplot where like they went to the what was it like the elf house or whatever in the woods was kind of uh I don't know it was a little bit unnecessary and then she gets kidnapped by like the the Doppler and and whatnot it, it was just kind of like it, it was it was kind of filler that's the word I'm looking for it, it was filler yeah well again because those aren't yeah they're not what you would base it's not a full story you know it's just to me it's like 
it's the reminder of of her existence when like again there's there's more I think there's better ways that are less complicated but more unique than of uh, reminding of us but it's like kind of like you said it definitely had to do with the fact that it was like we want want you to see this actress to remind you that she's the character yeah. that you're going to meet but um yeah like i said i think if all that i think like her getting kidnapped her her like meeting right re- like regular folk and seeing how they feel about uh her family like the monarchy and like meeting the elf boy and stuff like that's to me that's all interesting like but yeah just as like these light teases like they all just could have been take the best stuff and made an episode or two out of when you want to introduce her that way but yeah i just felt like it was like stretched yeah, thin a little that. bit um, but there, there you go. So the chessboard has said we have our three principal characters here: Geralt, Yennefer, and Ciri. And um, they've got all the the different timelines going. And this is a really big thing when um, you know when when people were watching The Witcher. Like I said, I did a I watched a, a recap video of The Witcher, and there's like a ton of people with videos like The Witcher timeline explained and stuff like that. And I never. I don't know. I never thought that it was that hard to follow, really, because you have Geralt's story taking place long before everyone else. Siri's not even born yet. You have Yennefer's taking place shortly after that. Mm-hmm. Yennefer and Geralt's story meet up, and then they continue on kind of parallel. And then you have Siri's story, and then everybody kind of meets up at the, yeah. the last, uh, second last episode of the season. Well, I believe, like, the the training, like, some of the backstory of, like, Yennefer, Yennefer stuff, like, technically took place like further in the past uh, but like it mm. was like understood as like backstory and that's why I didn't feel like the I didn't think that that gimmick the time gimmick was that crazy it wasn't hard to follow but I I also didn't think it was like that compelling like I said so like yeah I I I felt like it was fine to have her like backstory I I understand the concept of backstory <laughs> But uh, I think foreshadowing is uh, is a different thing than just like, here's yeah. literally the future. Um, yeah, <laughs> I, I don't know. I feel like, like I said, I do think that they did a good job building anticipation for like the characters to meet. So I will give them, I will give them that because like the whole time we mm. know that, that Geralt is looking for Siri. Well, actually I guess Geralt doesn't even know that, but we, the audience know that. And she's looking for Geralt. So I do think that they have like a nice bit of, like uh, they they build up the anticipation well there, and like also it's kind of neat too. And like they tell you that like you know Geralt and Yennefer are always going to be linked after the whole um, the Jin episode. So it's it's kind of like I, I I at least like how they kind of always had their yeah, yeah their players in orbit around each other, but maybe not necessarily all on the same page or like all like the you know all all on the same base, but they were they were aware of, of what each other was doing or they, they would be. I don't know if that makes sense actually, but I just, I kind of liked what they did to build up anticipation. That Jin example is, it's a great way of what I think you can do with like a story like that was, cause that was kind of a bottled or like a contained episode with like that conclusion. But then there was like a follow up. you know, there were like consequences for like what he did that like then played out over another episode that was also like, compelling and self-contained mm-hmm. and interesting on its own you know and each one kind of had their own like 
follow up and consequences that you can always come back to or whatever while in between also being like i don't know we got to go like find a dragon or yeah, you know whatever yeah. um, <laughs> that was actually one of my more favorite episodes is where they like they go looking for the dragon eggs or whatever like Geralt is like not into it at all but then he sees Yennefer so he's just like roll tide let's go so yeah I I was down for that story <laughs> yeah and uh, that had like a lot of different characters that were all compelling and interesting too who you know they're they're pretty much only in that episode but that's that's what I like is like a I like a good guest character you know <laughs> and it still had like a plot uh lore ramifications for um, later and I guess too, so that was cool. Maybe we should talk about the first time that Geralt and Yennefer actually do meet because it's kind of a happenstance where like the bard is infected by uh, the djinn or whatever, and then it looks like she, she being Yennefer, she wants to go back on her like basic promise to get her beauty, and now she wants to have children. I guess, and that's kind of her reoccurring plot throughout this is she's trying to find a way to like break that. I, what did you think of that plot? Because I, I always thought that there was, it seemed kind of lame to me, actually. Yeah, I was I was kind of mixed on it because I felt like, I don't know, I felt like she did, like, with her character and, like, just the way they got it across, I think worked okay in the show. But I, I felt like, I don't know, I felt like I've kind of, it's kind of a well-worn trope, I guess. You know what I mean? And it's kind of it's kind of lame at this point of like, you know, tie, tying your humanity to like what or like your your femininity to like whether or not you can have a child. It's like I don't know. I've seen that enough. <laughs> I think we could do some. There's like a different way we could get it across. It felt like low-hanging fruit. It just didn't feel like something the sense. character of Yennefer would want like like to me like when i i don't know when i was watching i was like okay well like yennefer wants to be a boss yennefer wants to fuck yennefer wants to be beautiful like that's who yennefer wants to be and like i just like didn't see her as like wanting a kid like like i felt like they were telling me and not showing me although i mean they did have that really great scene where she has the the noble woman's uh, baby yeah. and she tries to rescue it and whatever and like the baby ends up dying and like, maybe, maybe that's their version of telling, but I don't know for, for whatever reason, I just thought that it was just a little bit inconsistent with her character, but I don't know. I, I felt from like, I felt like from the beginning when they set her up, it's like that she just wanted to be, she wanted to be seen as like a human as an equal. She wanted love, you know? Uh, And and so I think there's a lot of ways you can get that across. And I that's why I guess what I mean is like being like the the way to be seen as a, a human who is who, who can be loved being tied to like just being able to be a mother, you know, like, I don't know, it's 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 just kind of stale to me. I feel like there's it, it's not it's not I, I think the part of like she wants to be like this badass boss mage <laughs> wasn't like what she wanted from the beginning she she just like that's what corrupted her is like she then wanted all this power <laughs> because she thought that's what will that will that's what will get people to respect me and so i like that but i i think there was i don't know i i i think you maybe could have shown her incapable of being loved but 
the way they wanted to show that was that she couldn't have a child. But I think, I don't know. I think that also might like, like, I don't know. What is, what does that say about other people who are, who are incapable for various reasons of having children? <laughs> like, you know, like I think, I think even without that factor in your life, you're, oh, you have the capacity course, for love, you know? So like, I, I yeah. don't know. It, it just <laughs> so, seems like such a weird thing to like, for her to be so hung up on because like, um, you, you kind of nailed it. Like she wanted to be seen. She wanted to be respected. And she, I don't want to say she wanted to be beautiful, but like, she just wanted to be like, she wanted to have her worth recognized. And like, I think that she achieved yeah. that by becoming this like wicked, powerful mage. And like, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe, maybe they could have shown the consequences of her beauty I think, in like uh, yeah, some I form agree. of fashion, but like it never really seems to be a hindrance to her. I, I, I'm not really sure. She was complicated though, and I liked that about her. I did like that. I think, and I think they did an okay job of actually showing this. But I, I think what they what they really should have focused on was like what part of her, just what part of her self emotionally she gave up. Like she shouldn't have been straight up evil, but like, and and she was she did have that kind of complexity of like she's kind of bad, kind of not. But I think that's what they should have focused on was like, you know, like look at. Like again, they they mirrored they mirrored her like surgery or whatever they did to her to make her infertile with like Geralt fighting another uh girl who had been morphed into a monster, and I think that's what they should have shown as like like what type of monster she had become, and I think you can do that while still having her be like someone that you could see why like Geralt would have affection for or whatever, you know. And I think I think they somewhat yeah. succeeded. Uh, I, anyway, I was so. like rooting for Geralt and Yennefer. I bought into their feelings for one another. Those those guys had <laughs> chemistry. Maybe even smoldering chemistry. Yeah, yeah. I like I liked it for sure. It was and there was some funny stuff with it too. I liked it yeah, was like uh, hot and funny. Uh, obviously, we all know about uh, Henry Cavill, but we should we should also talk about um, Anya Shalatra, who plays Yennefer, who is just like roll tied in this show especially in her little like orgy <laughs> hideout that yeah. she has that's how they meet her too is like she's having this crazy orgy it was great yeah. and she's she's making like viagra for people in the medieval times it's awesome she's great yeah so i guess that was like another part of her her transformation was you know she she wanted she became like extremely hedonistic and all this kind of stuff which was kind of fun yeah yeah, I, I I thought of the, that it was great. Like later on in the show, after uh, you, you know they they first get together with this gin, you learn that they've been like basically booty calling each other, and like Geralt and Yennefer will hook up, but one of them will always leave in the middle of the night. I don't know why I thought that was funny. I just did. Yeah, it was a good. Uh, not will they, won't they? Because they they were, but you know what I mean. Like will. Well, they actually will they, get will one of them stay the night. Gonna happen, and eventually they do. <laughs> yeah, but not for long. Oh, uh, too bad. Um, but yeah, I uh, she <laughs> she was she was very interesting. I thought that she was uh, a great character. But I, yeah, I wasn't I wasn't super down for the baby subplot. I wasn't really down when they showed um, Geralt's backstory either, with like his mom and stuff. I just like didn't really care, you know. Oh, um. No, I thought that I thought that was kind of interesting, but 
it it, it didn't happen till kind of later and um i'm assuming we'll see some more of that because you yeah. know they they Vesemir, isn't that his name he wasn't really in this season but i assume they want to like touch on that so i think i think we should expect some Vesemir flashbacks or something or like that's that totally make like reminds me of i don't know how faithful they want to be to stuff and i don't really know the story that well but like you know your old your old partner your old master shows up you know, like they're, I feel like they're totally going to do that with with the Vesemir character. I, yeah, I I feel like they could probably do that for sure. I, I, I think that we'll have more flashbacks like that in season two and learn more about his mom. And you know what? Like, I, I do get it because like at the at the core, you know, you've set up these three main characters and like they're all kind of longing for family. Like, uh, you know, Yennefer wants a baby. Um now Siri doesn't have any parents or like anybody and Geralt has obviously some parental mm. issues and stuff like that and and whatever and he you know he wants love in his own kind of way so like they're they're setting up this surrogate family here which is which is fine i just like i'm not i don't know if i'm interested in like the literal particulars of it yeah well it was so brief like i i don't know i think maybe if it was explored more I don't know, maybe you'd like it less, but I feel like we'll see. I feel like that's a wait and see sort of yeah. thing. Yeah, um, yeah, we'll wait and see in season two, which, man, by the way, this came out that, in December yeah. 2019, so we're, we're, uh, we're, we're, way, we're behind. way behind. We're running late. <laughs> so hopefully, I, I can't remember. I thought that they that's were fine. done. That's fine. We're COVID hyping happened, up for the next season. I think so. I mean, I, I, have, I don't know if it's... What, I don't know. I don't know what the story is on that, but it's supposed to come this year. So there you go. hopefully we're setting the table. Uh, maybe one thing that we should explain and give our opinion on, because I thought that this was a cool scene, was why Siri is kind of um, intertwined with Geralt here. And it's like totally by happenstance, which I think is actually kind of awesome. But there's there's one episode where like he, Geralt gets invited to this party by the bard. And this hedgehog-looking motherfucker shows up and professes his love for the <laughs> princess of the realm. And the princess loves him back. And this was so bonkers, I thought. Because then, like, the... So, long story short here, there's the thing called the Law of Surprise. So, when you rescue another man's life, you invoke the Law of Surprise as a, as a gratitude for that. And you get something in return. So, this this hedgehog, Sonic the Hedgehog, had saved the king's life... And the king had given him the law of surprise, and in return, the the hedgehog wanted his daughter's hand in marriage. That's fine. So they're they're about to execute the goddamn hedgehog here, and then like this bonkers like <laughs> storm happens. It's great. I think um, too. Like, wasn't that that also what he was like a normal guy, yeah. and like that caused him to, yeah, okay, that caused him to like transform. Into the hedgehog. <laughs> <laughs> he looked great, too, when he was in hedgehog form. He should have just stayed like that. I kind of wanted... That reminds me just in general, too. Like, I, I kind of wanted more, like, just more one-off episodes of, like, the Monster of the Week. Because um, it, it, om- it almost has this thing of... I mean, it's... Again, it's... Maybe it's all, it's all very, like, well-worn tropes. But it reminds me of, like, the Monster of the Week in Star Trek... Which is, it's usually like, well, you got to go here and they're telling us we got to kill this monster. 
and then you always get there and particularly in some of the series like the solution to the problem is just to like talk to it and figure out that it's just like oh and that's obviously just another living being that is just trying to survive and live you know and that's kind of the theme in this show too and even with the main characters like are like who's the real monster you know every everyone views all these things as monsters but they're all just they all are like sympathetic for various reasons and so it's never it's never just a show about him going town to town fighting a monster you know there's always some like nice little twist to it and and there's always some like solution that uh you don't foresee or it's it's more it's just a like there's always just like a little bit of complication yeah you know i was just thinking while you were saying that in episode two i think he fights like those those like weird they're not elves but they're something and like he basically just says like move on and get out of this area they're never going to stop hunting you in the next episode he's like he basically agrees to get his ass kicked by the daughter all night so that he can save her and then like when they find the dragon eggs he he doesn't kill the dragon in fact he protects them so yeah there's a lot of like kind of bait and switch almost that that yes exactly it's always about like showing sympathy to these creatures while still being a show where like he's having these badass fights and he's like murdering dudes which is still sick but there's always like this idea of like showing sympathy for like who society casts as a monster. And again, you reminded me of that fight with the daughter who had been transformed. Um, like while it mirrors, like again, like the society um, showed like transformed with this, this woman into a monster through its cruelty. The way he defeats it is ultimately like the, like empathy or like showing sympathy for it. And like, and and kind of helping it you know it's not just like he's gonna kill it you know um and so like that's the twist on it and and so yeah i love i love that aspect of the show and it, it ties just along well with Geralt. yeah and yeah Jennifer. totally um well to finish up this uh this law of surprise business here and why yeah the hedgehog <laughs> go back to our boy the hedgehog and why they're important here this is probably the most important like monster of the week story I feel like because it's like you know kind of the crux of why this is important but so Geralt they're about to uh, they're about to execute the queen is about to execute rather this this hedgehog because he's boinking her daughter and um, Geralt saves his life and so this dude the hedgehog invokes the lost surprise on Geralt and like wouldn't you know it the princess throws up so like she's obviously pregnant and <laughs> Geralt's reaction is awesome. He's just like, fuck. Okay, okay. That was hilarious. I I just like love his deadpan like fuck. <laughs> like just uh Yeah, he was he me. was a very I, I he was a great I liked just his characterization in this. He's like a very um unique, I don't know, kind of likable character actually. <laughs> uh, I I thought that he was great and I always kind of hear these accusations that people don't think Henry Cavill is a very good actor. And I, I really like Henry Cavill. I think he's very good in this show. I think he was good as Superman. I think he was good back when he was doing the Tudors, for goodness sakes. Okay, I've never seen that. That's a sick um, uh, French Revolution show. French, no, English sure. show. Whatever it is. I've, I feel like I've only seen him in like very select roles and like... But I feel like he's been good in them, yeah. But like a lot of them don't 
totally expresses range. Like he was a great villain in that Mission Impossible movie, but it wasn't like it, I don't know. It wasn't like it didn't require him to like give a uh, a mind blowing performance. He just had to look cool and strong, and like that's kind of what Geralt is too. Is he's like cool and strong, uh, but like there's just a lot of it's just a lot of little things about him that that make him stand out. Like kind of like just those little comments that and it, but it but it's not like it doesn't feel like overly written either it doesn't feel like he's like quipping or snarking you know what i mean yeah like, everything is now it yeah it's the tone the tone is perfect with him I, I was gonna say i think he's at his best when he's actually like just looking instead of like saying something like you can just see like the acting on his face or whatever um yeah I, yeah i, I think yeah. he does a good job um all right let's uh i'm gonna break down to you what happens at the end here. And cause I think that this is going to set up season two. So if, if I get anything wrong sure. here, uh, interrupt me and, and let me know, but here we go. So there's the continent that everybody lives on. And there's a kingdom named Nilfgaard and they're like the bad kingdom. And there's, uh, there's this dude named, uh, Kahir, I think is his name. He's like a, he's a, he's a bad, he's a bad ah. dude. He's a black knight, uh, is his title. And he's uh, he's our main bad guy, and they have a mage named. They're they're like the world conqueror yeah. type. Like, yeah. I, I think that they also have the shittiest like con or like not continent like uh, kingdom land wise too. Like I from what I remember, like not a lot of shit grows there, and it's just like it's not a desirable location. Mm. So I think that's another reason that they're sure. So they're very bitter people. Um, and speaking of bitter, yeah, they also have a mage named. Uh, Frangilla, who was uh, a peer of Yennefer, and in fact was supposed to have Yennefer's post on like the the capital, and Yennefer was supposed to be in Nilfgaard, which is kind of the shithole. So it's kind of cool that they're rivals, but like they they end up in different positions, and like the positions that each of them was originally mm. supposed to be in. So it wasn't something that was explored like super super heavily, but I thought that it was like interesting, anyways. But um, so the main the main point yeah. is that Nilfgaard is the one um, invading the kingdoms. They caused the damage that we saw in episode one to the kingdom of Sintra. And they're, they're kind of like our bad guys for the show. Yeah. Yep. So that's, yeah, I'm, I'm, I think I got that all right. I think I got that right. I think so. Yeah. Sounds right. Uh, So, yeah. So in episode seven, we see kind of the full events of episode one, uh, which of course we covered long form, but we didn't know is that Geralt was actually there. He was locked up in the basement because uh, Queen, whatever her face is, is, is kind of a bee and doesn't like him. And uh, in episode eight, we see them attack the the Hogwarts School of Magic. And then there's like this big mage <laughs> battle, which is actually pretty pretty cool. I thought that that was a good little fight scene. Yeah. Yeah, the magic stuff was fun in this, for sure. Uh, there's a little bit of a cliffhanger there, though, because at the end of the episode, Yennefer uses like a really big ass magical attack. And like, she, uh, I don't know. She like disappears from existence. And like, we're kind of led to believe like, Oh, is she dead? Is she alive? Obviously she's alive, but a little bit of a cliffhanger maybe for us. Mm-hmm. A little bit of a, where is Yennefer in season oh, two? She- yeah. Yeah. The, I'm sure that'll be, um, kind of, it'll be like the search for Yennefer. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, we finally, we finally get to the end. Siri and Geralt finally meet again, kind of by happenstance. Like she, 
she's running away and, and a nice lady takes her in. Geralt's been poisoned and a nice guy kind of takes him in. Turns out that the nice lady and the nice guy are married. And so uh, Geralt and Ciri finally find each other in the woods. Kind of, it's it's a cool little ending. And I really did like, like when they finally, finally met and the first words were like, who's Yennefer? It gave me like a, this kind of like weird sense of like interlocking destiny, almost like Zelda has with like its three main characters. You know what I'm saying? Okay, sure. I, yeah, I can see that. I thought it was cool. Yeah, the, it was, it was like bookended nice because that's how the end of the, the first episode was you're going to meet her and you know, they get there. It has, it had kind of a satisfying ending, I think while still like leaving you with like some more stories to ponder what's going to happen, you know? Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I mean, that was the big, um, the big beats from season one. Uh, Overall, I, I was pretty happy with, with like what we got. It wasn't flawless by any means, but I think like, like most of the stuff that we talked about with like the Siri portions and like maybe some inconsistency with with Yennefer, like not not really a big deal. Like definitely not a make or break kind of a thing for me. Yeah, th- yeah. I I overall enjoyed it um, a lot. It was is very satisfying uh, episode to episode. Um, I'm looking. Yeah, I'm definitely gonna be like it's. I think I'm going to be watching the second season and sticking to it, you know, more than I did the first one where I kind of had to like coax myself into watching it. Yeah. Yeah. And and you know what? Like I, I can understand too, where like it's, it's a new season. You don't exactly know what the tone is. You don't know what it's going to be like. Like, um, I I was a little bit unsure, but I like, I think I I was like after watching the first episode they kind of had a good idea of what this was and I was like okay I think I'm down for this. So, yeah. It was easier for me to get into actually than like a lot of shows that I've tried out in late, like recent years because I felt like while it did it did have that stuff where I was like oh, I wish it wouldn't try to be like Game of Thrones. Like it didn't it didn't it took itself seriously and then it took you know it's like took the storyline and stuff like that seriously but it was it was like totally not afraid to be like like weird or fun in like an in a genuinely weird way you know and like and and just to be like kind of goofy at times yeah but again not like not like winking at you goofy just like goofy in the way that i love some of that like fantasy stuff to get to you know yeah to- like totally that's a that's a great way to to describe it it was like it was fun. It still took itself seriously when it needed to, but it also knew when it was time to like, you know, give give yeah. Geralt one of those like great deadpan lines and just like point out the absurdity of its own scenarios and stuff. And I did I did like the like more obvious like on the nose like comedic stuff. Like I liked the bard character and and his you know, him and uh Geralt's kind of dynamic was kind of fun. Oh, yeah, it was great. So, Oh, uh, you know, <laughs> yeah, he was. I was. He was funny. I was going to say we can um, we can go through some of the minor characters here that we didn't really talk about in the overarching plot here, and we and you can either say as much or as little as you want about them, and we'll try and we'll okay, try and remember sure. who the fuck some of these guys even are. But um, okay, uh, but yeah, like, uh, and you know what? Let's just. If, is there anything else you want to add to like our three big ones here? Siri, Yennefer, Geralt. 
No, I mean, yeah, I liked I liked everyone in the role. I liked all their stories, like I said. Um, yeah, it, I'm I'm definitely interested in their characters for sure. I you know I was gonna say earlier that like, man, I I I just thought that like Geralt in particular, like I thought that Henry Cavill is just so funny as Geralt, like really underrated mm. performance, like how funny he was, like both physical comedy and just like his mannerisms and stuff like that just like really really oh, popped yeah. me at at a bunch of different times and his the scenes like the fight scenes like he did a great job with that um they were there was some especially in that just that first episode just like some more like fun and like intense action scenes that i liked a lot um that one and then like also in the with the hedgehog where they're fighting in the you know, when they're all going to kill him mm-hmm. and then he like defends him. But then even like the queen gets up and starts fighting her own dudes to make him stop or whatever. Uh, that was a lot of fun. Um, oh, and I guess another thing I was going to say about Siri, I, I sort of hinted at it, but I did just genuinely like the idea of her story where it's like everyone else was like, who's the real monster or whatever. Hers was she came from more like a position of like high class and privilege and she was kind of brought down and like saw because you said earlier like Nilfgaard is like the bad kingdom. But you also got kind of got to see how like the regular people felt about her family ruling them and you know and and how kind of like their lives were. And so you kind of saw that of like you know, even with them, things, things weren't necessarily great. Or even with like those elves, I think, um, they were just being driven out by human settlement in general. I like that element of it. And, and I, and like, especially like giving her that, like the, the elf person to befriend, you know, that was, that was kind of neat. So I liked, I liked that. I didn't really, I don't know. There, those like that random gang she met up with in the woods. I was like, okay, I don't know about this, but I, that's fine. I thought that that gang was the elf guys. Um, uh, was it? Clan I don't know. Or something like that. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It, it, it was, it was kind of a neat story. I, I, I did like when she was in like the, the villages and like, she has no like shoes or whatever. And like, um, you know, all these people that come from very, you know, very limited means are, are helping her out and whatnot, but, uh, they take her in. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I, I'm looking forward. I think that it'll be, I think that she'll step up in season two. Like, I think that the dynamic between Geralt and her is going to be, uh, pretty good. I'm hoping. Yeah, we'll see. Um, you mentioned Mm -hmm. her earlier. I want to talk about, uh, series grandmother, Queen Calanth, who we see kind of here and there throughout the show. Uh, Kind of a bee, kind of a bee. She was gonna, she was gonna <laughs> kill Sonic the Hedgehog. Uh, she, she was kind of, uh, she was gonna lock Geralt up in the dungeon as her town is being ransacked. Um, yeah, I don't mm-hmm. know. She was, uh, she's kind, of, she's kind of a, kind of a bee. That's all I got. Yeah, yeah. Overall, overall, I liked her character. Like I said, I liked, I liked when she got involved in the, like the fight of the guy she told to kill. Um, yeah, she was cool. She was, yeah, she was good. I think, how did she die? She jumped out of the window and that was in episode one. Yes. Yeah. So that was, that was one kind of cool thing was like the flat, like you see her die and then like, you kind of see her <laughs> parts of her life previous to that. So that was kind of cool, I guess. 
Yeah, I I thought that she was good. Like she was kind of a, she was definitely a B, but she was in a fun way. You know what I mean? Like she was kind of the the beer swiggling. Like she was like Stone Cold Steve Austin if Austin ran a kingdom. <laughs> <laughs> sure, sure. So yeah, she was good. But I also I think it was important too that they they did kind of get across like you know she's this tough stern woman, but she like she does have affection for Siri, which I think is important to show. So I think that, yeah, I think that they did a good job with that. Yeah. It played, it played into like, I was just talking about of like the complications of like Siri's love for her family, but then also seeing like, well, not everyone has it quite as like, I thought it, I, I thought it was boring when I had to go to these dances, but look at how like these other people's lives are, you know, yeah. that was that. And that kind of helped having her mom be kind of this com- complex sort of character. Um, one complex character that I'm not really sure that I understood <laughs> was Stragobar, Uh-oh. the magician that we saw in episode one, the guy who wanted to, to kill Renfrey. Um, okay. Maybe I just don't remember, but like I, I can't exactly recall what his angle was because I know that he had his whole gimmick in the first episode where he wanted to kill Renfrey and he got he manipulated the Witcher into doing it and then banished the Witcher and that's fine. But then like he shows up throughout the rest of the season again. And he's like he's kind of like playing a politician and like deciding if people are going to defend like certain kingdoms or like what they're going to do with the magic school and whatever. And I just like. I, I don't know what his angle was. Maybe I'm just not, uh, maybe I'm not like refreshed enough, but uh, he, now that I'm thinking yeah, of him, I'm just I, like, eh. He had, he had something going behind the scene. He was like, like palpatining it or whatever a little bit, but I, I, I can't say I remember like the details of it, but uh, yeah, he was he was just like working with the bad guys or something like that. I don't remember. I don't know. I, I'm sure that we haven't seen I, the last of all Stregobor. I liked I liked his character. I like when Geralt meets him. He's like this weird old pervert. Um, and I like the actor who portrayed him. So, oh yeah, that was enough for me. <laughs> uh, Lars Mikkelsen, what a great actor he is. Yeah. Yeah, he, yeah, yeah, he was he was good. He he fucking owns. Um okay, let's uh let's talk about you mentioned him earlier. Uh, what I think his name is Jaskier the Bard, the international yes, pop star yeah. of this continent. I liked him. I yeah, I thought he was funny and fun. Um <laughs> I I don't know. I didn't um I didn't like that song as much that everyone loved. Oh, I didn't on. think it sounded Come on. It just it didn't sound like any song like it to me it didn't sound like when it find when it finally kicked off and was like playing over everything like it didn't sound to me like a a bard song oh you know God. it just sounded like a weird song so i don't know i i didn't like that but i liked his other songs y- you <laughs> old man shouting at clouds motherfucker that's a great tune don't it just sounded like a pop song or something like it. Not even that. It didn't sound like anything. I don't know. Toss a coin to your gooey. That, oh, what a great tune. Yeah, he was he was great. I loved him. He was so funny. But they did. They yeah, did have funny. some good, like actual serious moments between him, uh, between him and, and Geralt. Too. Yeah. So I, he was more than just like kind of and, the comedy guy. Yeah. And I liked how 
like the way they kept linking up was good too. Like first he's just following him, but it's not just like literally him following the whole season. Like he's like, Oh, I need you to be my bodyguard for this thing. Um, which ends up being like very important (laughs) that he went to that, but like just all that kind of stuff of like, Oh, now, now I need to help you with the, with the gin or whatever. Like I liked, I liked that they, or he's like, come, doesn't he try to get him involved or like, I don't even remember how they get totally involved in that dragon expedition expedition, but like, you know, it always felt like they, they just kept like getting linked up in various ways. Well, I just, I thought it was great. Cause at one point he's just like, you know what? My song was such a big hit that I'm going to follow you around so that I can keep making these hit songs. Cause now people want to, hear stories about this witcher mm-hmm. so i i thought that that was fantastic he, he was he was great actually. yeah that was cool um all right so a character that i feel like uh we you probably don't have a ton of thoughts on but i just wanted to give him a shout out is and i, oh. I can't believe that this is his name uh mosak mosak i don't know he's series bodyguard he has okay. he has that sick beard with like just the hints of gray in it he was just mm-hmm. like a good dude he's like a mage yeah yeah he's a mage He's a good dude, and I think he, I think he died. I can't remember though. <laughs> he, he was, he was killed by the changeling guy. Oh yeah, who yeah, took his that's identity. Right. Yeah, right? you're totally right. That was so scary. See, and that was scary, and that like, I that's why I almost wanted that in its like own kind of episode because I was like that, that would make for its own like scary like almost like kind of horror episode is like being hunted by this guy, but instead it was kind of just like dripped in a couple times. And the actor who played the changeling dude was really good too. I can't really remember his name or anything, but it was really good. Um, all right, well let's, let's talk about the villains here. I mentioned him earlier, uh, Kahir and Fringilla, not, not like a ton to them. I don't think I thought that Fringilla was a more interesting character and it was kind of like, I thought that it was neat how like she's the one kind of egging on this this uh this this black knight dude to go and and take over the kingdoms and she's just like you're the chosen one you should be you should be the ruler of everything and like it's kind of her mm. influence that's pushing him to do that and you wonder if she might have turned out a different way if you know Yennefer hadn't had their spots swapped and Yennefer had went to uh Nilfgaard instead so they're they're not like super interesting or anything like that, but I I do think that that one little dynamic is is kind of cool. Yeah, I, I I thought her dynamic, yeah, with the Yennefer was cool. Yeah, that was a nice little minor minor arc or like not even that, but like minor character thread. Yeah. Um. All right. Last. Yeah. Last one. He he wasn't important like at all. I just thought that he was cool. Is is Borsh the the gold dragon dude? He was just a cool guy. I just wanted mm. to give him a shout out. He was cool, like the actor who played him a lot, and that that was a standout episode. I thought too, that was a pretty cool episode. Mm-hmm. And and that was uh, that was a pretty important moment too, because like he he's the one that told both Geralt and Yennefer at that point, like um, you know, no, you will never be able to have a baby, and no, she will never love you back. And it was kind of like this crushing news for both of them, and like uh, you wonder if maybe they can find a way around it or something, which is maybe what the surrogate family is is supposed to be. I'm not sure, but. Uh, yeah, that was a, that was yeah, a great exactly. episode. Yeah, exactly. It's like, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, um, And did, did you have in there, like, just in general, I like the dynamic with Yennefer and her, like, teacher and, like, that whole story. Uh, yeah, yeah. Her t- um, 
God, I forget her teacher's name. It starts with I a I don't T. remember her name, but... She's, she's very, like, uh, demanding, almost. Like, very strict, very... She's pushing her to the limits. Actually, one of the one of the best scenes I think of of season one is when she turns the three girls into fucking eels and is and is mm-hmm. just like dead ass. Like they're not they're not powerful enough and uh, they're not going to be useful, but they can be useful if they're electrical conduits to power this school. And it was like so, <laughs> it was so cold and like so fucked up, but it was yeah, it was just like wow. It, it went along with that whole that whole theme of like we're taking in these people, we're churning them into monsters. Some of them, you know, they get the power, but then the other people, they are just like the cogs in the machine. And you can kind of see like you could you got some moments of like humanity from her, and you could kind of get the sense of like she is just passing along like this cruelty that she probably inherited from someone else. Yeah, and. She even like says to Jennifer like, like she felt like I'm helping you or whatever and and you do sense like some emotional connection between them through that but it's like it's a very like very strange relationship you know what I mean where it has there definitely you can definitely sense like a bond but also like a a friction like like yeah from like I don't know, being like abused well, cause like, <laughs> over the years. On, on yeah. one hand, you have uh, the teacher who we should look, we should look up her name because I can't remember. But like, so you have the teacher <laughs> and she's like, on one hand, she's the only family that Yennefer has kind of really ever known that's been good to her because she does, she does kind of like give Yennefer some positive reinforcement and say like, you will be a powerful mage and like you, you can do this. But on the other hand, her methods are like so horrible that, it's it's not like it's a perfect student mentor relation or uh, yeah relationship where you know th- she's gonna have some scars once she's done with it. So it it was a very interesting dynamic and actually she makes it the teacher makes it through to the end and she's still alive and kind of looking for Yennefer and Yennefer does come back and defend the school. So I mean obviously there's some kind of a bond there. Yeah, I like that though. I like how like weird and fucked up it is. Yeah, <laughs> um, it makes it more interesting. Uh, I'm not, I don't think I can pronounce her name, but, uh, if you want to try it, <laughs> there it is. Oh God. If you can't pronounce it, uh, I'm, I'm some Canadian I, from Calgary. I definitely can't pronounce it's, it. Here we go. It's one of those things where if I like heard it in the show again, <laughs> I would like be able to replicate it, but seeing it written, I'm like, what is that? Right, which one of us is going to look like the douchebag first to try and pronounce this? You know what? It's, it's going to, it's going to be me. What if we said it at the same time? Let's do it. Three, two, one. Yeah. Okay. Three, two, one. Tissaia DeVries. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> there are Witcher fans out there just screaming <laughs> at their phone right now. Yeah, yeah. I I love to like because from what I understand, this is a faithful adaptation, right? Um, to I think the so. Books. I- yeah, I I, I, I definitely so, yeah. know. I've watched I watched like most of the first episode of the original Polish Witcher show, and it is eerily close to the first episode of this. <laughs> um, but anyway, we're like trying to predict what will happen. But what if it's like I don't know, pretty much what happens in the books and the games? Because <laughs> the games know. I heard are faithful too to the books, but I I'm. I barely played the games. I'm definitely not going to read the book. <laughs> yeah, I played about an hour of Witcher 3. I, I will say um, I, I was trying to do 
I know nobody's going to believe this after listening to this shit show, but I was trying to do some research about this. And I, I did see where the character of um, Kahir, I think is his name. He Apparently he is very different from his book adaptation. A lot more ruthless oh, okay. in the show. So I don't see, know, yeah. maybe. I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a fan of the show. I'm not an expert. That's all I can say. Oh, yeah. Uh, 100% on the same page as you. Um, all right. Any, uh, we, I, I jotted down some scenes that I wanted to talk about, but I think we talked about them all. I will say that I think that the best fight scene in the show was probably still episode one. That was just such a it badass was so fight. Kick-ass. It was so kick-ass that it almost was like ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, I love it. hard it, yeah. to top that. But there were some, there were some sick fights. The, the cursed daughter fight was good. The hedgehog fight was good. Uh, Yennefer and Geralt teaming up to fight the, what was, I think it was dwarves or something like that, uh, trying to get the dragon eggs. That was good. The yeah, dragon some solid stuff. stuff. Was, yeah, I think most episodes. That's that's another thing I liked about it was most episodes provided something. <laughs> like there wasn't not every episode had like a a big fight or whatever, but there was there was something uh, exciting. In that sense, too, and in, in the action sense, in most episodes, just kind of what I I want, because some sometimes there are these shows where it's like there will be whole episodes of just like of plot and like lore, and it's like no, come on, let's have some fun, you know? Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, <laughs> and you know what? I think that I I think that this was a, a show that didn't need to be more than what it was. Um, it didn't try and be anything more than like kind of a, a funny action show that it, like it does have its mythology, but like it never, at least to me, it never kind of beat you over the head with that. Sometimes the, you know, I, I, I know that some people were sometimes a little bit put off or confused by the timeline thing, but I, I feel like that even wasn't a big deal for me. So I appreciate that the show kind of like, knows what it is you know mm-hmm. i i totally agree um and i hope i don't know for me i hope that it kind of sticks with that i'm i don't want it to get too i don't want it to like think it should be elevated you know <laughs> like I, I want it to be fun but i guess if they're they're going off basing it on the books you know i don't, I don't think they're gonna get too out there yeah yeah i don't know um I, I do know that for season two, there is no more of the split timeline business. It's going to be one you narrative. Sure? For, yeah, I, I read that for sure. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, that's cool. I, I'm i looking at the episodes here on the uh, the Witcher wiki, <laughs> and uh, everyone says, like, they're all based on these various short stories. I don't know, are the, like... Are the books, like, collections of these? I don't know. Someone let us know, but... The fact that I'm reading that all these little stories are that I were was interested in are based on short stories. I'm like, hmm, maybe I will read these because I, I can, uh, I like a good short story, you know. It's nice. You can pick it up, put it down. Um, it's not like a big time investment, and I feel like that's another reason why, like, I'm down, and probably you're down for this monster of the week style too, is because like everything's a time investment now. So like. It's there's something nice about just being able to sit down for 45 minutes and like watch a complete experience and not like 
I just started The Expanse, which is a cool show, but I'm just like, God damn, there's like five seasons of this shit. And like, that's, <laughs> that's like 50 hours, you know? Mm-hmm. I like a good, I, I think there's a way to do both too. And I think, mm-hmm. I think The Witcher is pretty good at it. Like I said, it's, I'm, I'm sort of nitpicking it, but I think it, it straddles that line where it's like, gives you a compelling story, but then also like, here's something to look forward to. Uh, you know what was a good show that did that too? Was the X-Files. Because the X-Files would always have like standalone story. And then, uh, and more frequently in latter seasons, there was also an episode that was like like pertinent to like the overall mm-hmm. plot, which I, I think that X-Files maybe dragged it out too long. There were too many kind of individual shows in there. But like, yeah, I think that this is like kind of straddling a, a good line. I agree with you. Yeah, you know me. X Files is right along in that camp with, with Star Trek in the '90s. That's for me. I'm, that's just peak television for me. Oh, X Files is good shit. Yeah, you know me. I love the X Files. Hell yeah, yeah, hell yeah. We should watch some X Files. We should we should live stream that over on Discord.com forward slash Virtual Theater. Um, any <laughs> any parting words that you have about The Witcher before uh, we get out of here? No, I think I, honestly, I think we covered everything. Um, I'm clicking here, reading through the books, and I'm I'm confused about the chronology of releases <laughs> and stuff like that. So if you want to let me know, maybe that's where they got the where, idea to do this timeline shit because they were like, we don't know when it came out either. <laughs> I I want someone out there to tell me what the necessary Witcher reads are of these short stories and I'll, I'll read them. Maybe, maybe I'll commit to reading the ones that each episode is based on. There you go. All right. Well, yeah. any, any Witcher experts out there, uh, let us know and, and also correct us <laughs> for the numerous, numerous mistakes that I'm sure were, were amassed over the last hour and a half here. <laughs> um, All right. Well, uh, I, I think that's it. I think we covered everything that we need to for the the Witcher yeah. season one. Um, again, uh, I'm gonna break down the next couple of shows for you guys coming up here because there's a lot of good shit coming down the pipe. Uh, we have the VTAs, the second annual VTAs coming down next show, and uh, maybe we should drip out those nominations over on Twitter. What do you think? Yeah. Yep. That was fun to do last year. All right. I, I'd say go follow us on Twitter. I'd say at Virtual Theater X is where you're going to see those nominations come out. And then after that, one of the most reviled movies of all time, <laughs> Mortal Kombat Annihilation. Is this going to go the way of House of the Dead or is it going to go the way of Alone in the Dark? We don't know, <laughs> but I have the uh, I have the well. DVD sitting on my shelf. So I'm excited. Ooh. Bought it for $1. I feel like it's... um. I don't know. We're about to find out if we're about to receive a a great gift or a horrible curse. I will say that the place that I bought it from for $1 is a uh, pawn shop that has since had a COVID outbreak and is now closed indefinitely. So maybe that's uh, a warning sign of things to come. But uh, you know what? This movie will be our own. It'll be our own law of surprise. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Hopefully it's a good boon and we don't turn into hedgehogs. Oh, good. But if we did, 
That'd be kind of cool. Maybe we could run fast. It'd be kind of sick. <laughs> yeah, we would have to go fast. And fast and furious. All right, uh, that's it for us. Uh, guys, thank you for listening to this episode of The Witcher. And, of course, we're going to be all over Witcher Season 2 when that uh, eventually does come out. And hopefully it comes out uh, soon, sometime this year. So we'll uh, we'll keep our eyes and ears peeled for that. Uh, we want you guys to hit us up over on Twitter, at Virtual Theater X. It feels like we haven't done a poll in a long time, but... I think next episode, no. the poll's going to be back. So you can have your voice heard yeah. and vote on what movies we cover. And um, you can let us know uh, what you want to see us do next over on patreon.com forward slash virtual theater. We have one episode left in our Legend of Zelda bonus uh, series of shows. So after that, we're we're going to be moving on to something else. And I don't think we have an idea, but no final decisions have been made. So... Uh, you can head over to Patreon, <laughs> subscribe, and, and give us your your feedback for the low, low price of five buckaroos. You can get those Legend of Zelda episodes. That's patreon.com forward slash virtual theater. Check us out over on Twitter. I am at Spateri316. Goo is at GooeyFam. And we are at Virtual Theater X. Virtual Theater is all over wherever you get your podcast, Podbean, iTunes, you name it. It's there. Uh, like and subscribe and leave us that. Leave us that fine five-star review. Uh, we'd really, we'd be down for that. We'd think that'd be really cool if you did. Um, I think that's all of our plugs, Goo. Did I miss anything? I think you were pretty uh, concise there. Oh. Got it all in. Got it all in, baby. All right. Well, that's <laughs> it. Uh, we'll see you guys later. And, you know, anyone listening to this, blast. Toss a coin to your Witcher and tell Gooey what a banger it is. Banger.